It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August 1st. I'm Donald Ware, and you can hear by the music, we're taking it to our nation's capital in my hometown, the Washington, D.C. area. And we're going to take a look at the Howard Bison. Had a very interesting conversation with Ron Prince, who is the new head football coach of the Bison. I really, you know, you'll hear the conversation, but I. You know, he struck me in having never, quite frankly, and I I know he coached at Kansas State, but not really knowing him, um, knowing a little bit about his background, really struck me as an intellectual. And I think that is going to come through in the interview in terms of some of the things that we talked about. Certainly we talked Howard football, we talked personnel, but we talked some other things as well. Uh, Football legacy and the legacy, a little bit of Howard University as it relates to athletics. You'll hear him talk about that. You know, the Howard Bison loaded coming into 2019, especially from an offensive standpoint. You're looking at Kalen Newton, who was the MEAC's offensive player of the year last year, two years ago was the box to row rookie of the year. Dedrick Parson was the rookie of the year in the MEAC on last year. He comes back. You look at the receiver core. Jaquez Ezert, a box to row All America last year, means he's going to be a preseason box to row All America this year. And Kyle Anthony, also at receiver, probably the best one two combination when you talk about receivers in all of FCS football. The defense is an issue. It was an issue at least on last year. If you look at from a defensive perspective, Howard gave up 34 points per game defensively. They gave up almost 450 yards of offense uh, of uh, defensively, that is, two teams in 2018. One of the other issues that Howard needs to also address in uh, 2019 from an offensive perspective. Nine starters return to a very potent offense, but two first-team all-MEAC offensive linemen are gone in James Holloman and Tyler Shadrack, and that's those are certainly two big losses. But one of the things I really look at is when you have a head football coach that comes in, he's going to sort of put the stamp um, on the program from his perspective. This is, again, Ron Prince, who's had a who's had a, 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 a number of opportunities. He was, again, the head football coach at Kansas State at one time, has been an assistant coach. Um, but again, just because all of these guys that I mentioned shine doesn't mean necessarily that those are his guys. I mean, obviously, I think those guys are going to play. But it doesn't mean they're his guy. So he's going to put his stamp sort of on the program. So uh, we're going to obviously talk Howard football. But to do that, you're going to hear from the head football coach of Howard, Ron Prince. And before we go to break, you hear the music. It's BYB Backyard. I was in the building the night that they first dropped the Unabomber. That was March 14th, 1997 at the Black Hole. And uh, we're doing it DC style here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Taking a look at Howard. It's presented by the Box to Row Sports Network. Box to Row.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to 
latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box2Row.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box2Row.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All-American teams and weekly media coaches polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box2Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names. Our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. <laughs> and you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what it is. This is the one and only Eagle Double G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's Seattle. Hello, this is Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. Just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant, radio. Ron Prince in his first season as the head football coach at Howard joins us here We're at MEAC Media Day on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. So, Coach Prince, you know, talk a little bit about, um, you know, some of the first things that you do as the head football coach at Howard, or have done, I should say. Well, the first thing you have to do is evaluate the, the talent on the team and uh, look at the statistics and see, you know, on the record, see what you're trying to, what, what you can draw from that. Uh, where does the team need to improve? Is this a talent thing? Is this a schematic issue, et cetera? Um, and then you have to get to know your neighborhood, right? You get to n- need to know the folks in the institution where you're working, uh, try to build some relationships. Uh, we did that. We also went on the road recruiting, and you know we're very blessed to be in a very significant recruiting base uh, here in the DMV. Um, and then obviously being at a tier one institution, uh, a lot of young people want to continue their education here. So trying to formulate all of the blocking and tackling, if you will, of running a program. I've been a head coach before. I'm not a rookie. So that part was not uh, challenging at all. I know the recruiting area. I recruited this area for many, many years. Familiar with Howard. But every institution has its own uh, idiosyncrasies and culture. And so we've really been working to try to learn how to best sell Howard uh, to young people and their families and also how to be a, 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 an even better partner within the campus environment. No, I think that's a great point because I, I like to equate a lot of times Howard football to, to Duke basketball. Like, in, in, well, from this perspective, you have to, I mean, your grades have to be pretty tight to get into Howard. So do you find that to be um, sort of a, a, I don't want to say a difficulty, but a challenge, if you will, to be able to recruit some of the best athletes because the academic standards are so high at Howard? Absolutely not. No, I, I find no conflict between being a, a great student and being a great player. Um, I think David Shaw at Stanford has shown that to be the case. I think there, you know, if you just take a look at what Stanford has done right now, Stanford's the hardest offer to get in America. Uh, I think that uh, because they maintain their standards, they play really good football, they have a tremendous leader, and, um, and they have a tremendous institution that really will not compromise its standards. I think that's why they're successful. I think we're in a different era now where I think families and young people understand that being an educated person, 
having access to the networks that you gain by being at a, a high-level institution can absolutely set you up for success in the future, not failure. And I think there was a long period of time when that was not the case. I think there was a long period of time when we were, you know, fighting a lot of fights for equality and trying to get kids into schools and trying to, you know, make sure that standardized tests were not, uh, you know, we, we fought a lot of different things. You know, when I was a member of the BCA, the executive board, we fought a lot of things that we thought were unjust about the NCA, whether it's initial eligibility, et cetera. But I think what we have is I think we now have a time where families, when given the opportunity, understand the value um, that an education like Howard University, a tier one university, 89th ranked school in the country, uh, can provide for a young person's future. And I don't think you have to compromise your football talent uh, or your football dreams. I think distinctive people uh, learn how to be great at, at everything that they do. And those are the kind of young people we're looking for. Outstanding. Um, so let, let's talk about some of the personnel. Um, Let's start with Kalen Newton. Uh, you know, just your thoughts on him. Yeah, I think our offensive skill players, I think every, they're household names in, 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 at this level, FCS level. And I think between Kyle Anthony, uh, Jaquez Ezzard, uh, Kalen Newton, Dedrick Parsons, phenomenal players for any level, phenomenal students. Um, when, I, I, not to betray any of their confidences, but there's not a young man in that group that's not over a 3.0, and a couple of them are over 3.5. So these are great young people with, with a, that are serious about the game of football. We have to find out who's the next players behind them. So at the offensive skill positions, we had a young man named Malik Hyatt who emerged in the spring as a, as a tight end. Excuse me. And, and we were really excited because, okay, everybody knows about these other names. Now to see a young person take a step forward, to see himself on that level with those other names, we need more offensive skill players to do that. We have to improve the play of our offensive line. Our offensive line, uh, we, we were not able to successfully protect the quarterback as often as we should have. Uh, we had way too many turnovers on offense, okay? Um, and many of those were fumbles, okay? There were some interceptions, but fumbles, which is the most egregious type of turnover. And so I think those are the things that we have been really uh, talking to our offensive players about. And then clearly we got to get better on defense. 94th in the country on defense, 110 against the run. Uh, that has to improve for us to be able to reach any of our goals. So how, how were you able to address those during the spring, those issues you mentioned? I think the first thing is education. Um, at a place like our, at Howard, if you can delineate, if you can give empirical evidence, and then you can visually show them on the tape where these things could have impacted the game, uh, and how they impact other teams' games. So obviously we had a lot of film from the NFL and from other college places that we've been or have relationships with on these are end-of-the-game scenarios. These are pivotal points in the game where a turnover, where a penalty or a missed assignment or bad play, a sack or hit on the quarterback affected the outcome of the game. We have bright people. They were able to connect that very quickly. Um, on the defensive side, we were able to try to make an argument for the style of play in which we want to play, more of aggressive style of defense, attacking. Um, I think our players have been very excited about that. Uh, but in the kicking game is where all FCS programs, when they play an FBS team, that's where it gets the most challenging for you, right? So when the ball's kicked in the air, FCS teams, uh, when you play a big school like we're going to play against Maryland, a Big Ten program, that's where you can sometimes have the game fall apart for you. We want to manage that because we are going to play teams in a very ambitious schedule. But we'd also like that to be a way to catalyst or spring our team forward this year 
by excellent play in the kicking game. And so that's really what our plan was in the spring, and we took time each day to delineate that, to show it to them, give them empirical evidence and visual evidence, as well as some anecdotes on why this would be positive to, uh, for, for the outcome of our team. Well said. Um, who have you been impressed with defensively, at least in, uh, during the spring? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Aaron Walker. Aaron Walker is not a household name. He's from Washington, D.C. He has emerged as one of our best leaders on defense. I could not be more proud of that young man, the way he's worked, the, how diligent he's been. He's a serious-minded young man. I think he's a name that MEAC fans are going to get to know this year. I think he's going to have a tremendous impact. I think our two corners, John Smith the sixth and Jalen Smith, have done a phenomenal job and are improving and growing. Both young men last year in their first year. This will be their second year. Really excited. Rodney Denard and Ty Freeland at the safety positions. These, so our secondary, uh, we feel like we're in pretty good shape. Where we need to make strides is in the defensive front. Okay, The defensive front is going to be where we're going to have to both the difference in style and also the difference in, in, in temperament is where we really want to make some, make some head, headway. And we want to really catch up with where we think programs at this level like Howard should be defensively. And then lastly, I mean, I grew up in Washington. I grew up in Silver Spring. Both of my parents went to Howard. I've never seen Maryland and Howard. I don't, I don't think Howard and Maryland ever, ever, maybe they have. I don't know. I've been gone for about 20 years. So can you speak to that and, and what that means for the area with that kind of matchup? Yeah, you know, what we're, what we're striving to do is to, to, to be the, the college football choice for the District of Columbia. That's really what we want to be. Like, that's, that's what we want to carve out as if, you, if you're, you live in the district – Maybe you're from the district, lifelong fan. Maybe you moved in because of your work. We want them to say, hey, you know what? There's a college football game going on. I don't have to, I don't have to get in a car. I can take the metro. I can show up. I can have a good time. I can be entertained, entertained by the bands and the energy. That's what we want Howard to be for the district. And so if we can gain that kind of uh, traction um, in the district and, and have the folks in the district really feel that attachment to us, then I think what we're going to have is we're going to have a very interesting matchup with Maryland, a, a Big Ten opponent. Uh, Coach Locks has done a phenomenal job recruiting there, he, and he's had a, a long history of working at Maryland, and, and he's going to do a great job. We just would, you know, first game of the year, who knows, right? Uh, so we'd like to be able to go up there, really represent ourselves well, give them everything we got, because when you're in a pro sports town, yes. you have to compete for space on the tablet or the, the desktop of people's brains, right? So as people are making their entertainment choices, um, as, at Howard, we have to compete for that space, whether it's in the Washington Post or on the nightly news. And so we have to put ourselves in position like Georgetown basketball did years ago, right? And so there, there's a lot of competing interest uh, in, the, in the district and in the DMV. We'd love to be able to carve out a spot where we can be the, the fans' choice for college football entertainment. Nice. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. Ron Prince, the head football coach at Howard. That wraps it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast featuring the Howard Bison and head football coach Ron Prince. On tomorrow, we take it about 30, 35 miles up the road to Baltimore as we take a look at the Morgan State Bears. Ty Wheatley, one of the greatest players in the history of college football, the new head football coach at Morgan State. Tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. We're DC all day with the music, taking you out with the sounds of Wale, and I'll talk with you tomorrow. 
Another day, another dollar. She hate me when I leave, cause when I leave, I never call her.